my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Every weekday morning, I'll be sharing a strategy to help you take your day from great to awesome. In future episodes, we'll dive right into the tips. But in these first few episodes, I'm introducing myself and talking about why time matters and what time management really means. Today, I want to talk about wasting time. What does it mean to waste time? How does it happen? What should we do about it? Different people have different definitions. Generally, wasting time sounds like a bad thing. You're squandering something precious. But precisely because it has a negative connotation, some people like to show how clever and contrary they are by assigning a certain romanticism to wasting time. Spend enough time online and you'll notice that a lot of these people write very similar essays. They proudly note that they don't buy into Puritan notions that all time must be productive. They describe a scene of them doing some allegedly frivolous thing, staring at the clouds. Oh, the world groans in protest, but our essayist is proud of such wasted time. Some of this writing is much better than others. It's also got a lot of historical precedent. When I first started writing about time management, a friend sent me John Keats' poem, Ode on Indolence, which was written in 1819. He talks of being visited by the shadow of ambition, but sending her off, noting that you cannot raise my head cool-bedded in the flowery grass. Keats just wants to lie there, staring up at the sky. To which I say, great. I think taking breaks to clear our heads is smart. If we took breaks by going outside and staring at the clouds, we would be rejuvenated and energized. That's not wasted time at all. Unfortunately, when most of us take breaks, what we do is read arguments between people calling each other names on Twitter, or we look at photos on Facebook of people we didn't like in high school anyway. We don't emerge inspired. So I want to offer a different definition. Being productive means spending your time in ways that are meaningful or enjoyable for you or the people you care about. Wasting time means spending time in ways that aren't advancing you toward the life you want. This definition sounds reasonable at first blush, though if you think about it, it's kind of radical. All sorts of things that sound productive don't meet this definition. Spending an hour before bed picking up toys that will just come out again the next morning is wasted time. 
unless you really love doing it. If you don't love it, you would have been better off doing something you would enjoy, like reading a book. Under this definition, work is responsible for all sorts of wasted time. For instance, I firmly believe that the point of a meeting is to change something in the world. So if that Tuesday morning staff meeting changes nothing beyond rendering everyone in the room 90 minutes older, that is wasted time. Email can be like this too. In Juliet's School of Possibilities, my time management fable, the main character falls into the trap of responding to all emails as quickly as possible. This seems productive, but of course it isn't, because the reason so many people email her is that they think she has good ideas. Her obsession with her inbox crowds out all time to think up the good ideas that will serve her clients. So this is wasted time. This is a tough definition, but don't feel bad. By this definition, most of us waste tons of time. I know I do. I spend all kinds of time on things that don't feel particularly meaningful or enjoyable to myself or the people I care about. Or, like Twitter, they feel enjoyable for the first three minutes, but not the next 45. Thanks to the screen time feature on the iPhone, I am now confronted with my statistics on wasted time in a little moment of reckoning every Sunday morning. Since I study my time, I know what leads to these internet rabbit holes or to time spent puttering around the house moving paper from one pile to another. It's actually a bit of a paradox. I think most of us waste time because we assume we have no time. Because we assume we have no time, we don't think about what we'd like to do with it. When a spot of time does appear, we do the easiest, most effortless thing, which is often picking up the phone or some other pointless means of busting boredom. When I think about it, then I do better. If I'm facing an empty weekend afternoon of sibling squabbles, I load everyone in the car and go to the YMCA's indoor pool. Or after the kids go to bed, I make sure I have a really good book. So this low energy time can be spent on something slightly more edifying than Twitter insults. Thinking about time is the antidote to wasting time. You can think, I'd like to go lie cool bedded in the flowery grass, just like John Keats, and then go do it and enjoy yourself immensely. That's not wasting time at all. This is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. Got a tip or a question? You can share them with me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. For the email, just spell those words out. I look forward to connecting and learning how you make the most of your time. Hey, listeners, I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. 
Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.